Today's episode of Dungeon Crawlers Radio is brought to you by Gamers Inn, your one-stop location for all your gaming needs. Located in Lehigh City, Utah, their fun and friendly staff will be more than happy to answer any of your gaming needs. Just remember, Gamers Inn, it's where adventures begin. Broadcasting live from the DCR studio. Oh, yeah! The Geek Revolution starts here. Excellent! Get ready for the number one hit geek radio show out there. Well, it is impressive, isn't it? Because it's time for Dungeon Crawlers Radio. Welcome back to another exciting episode of Digital Callers Radio, where McKay is talking. And it's Friday! And it's, it's Friday. Friday! I'm excited. It is so much Friday that okay. it's Friday. I don't know what's going on. I don't know. It's just Friday. It's, it's the weekend. It's, it's something. Luck. Yes, it's that show again, where we talk to you, and then you go enjoy your weekend. Yay. And then, when the weekend is over, and you're so sad, we come back on Monday. On Monday. Wow. kind of nice. We're like a really abusive ex-girlfriend. Hey! Yeah. I yeah. wish abusive ex-girlfriends would leave know, for the right? weekend and come back on Friday. <laughs> Mine never came back. She just left on Friday. Uh, but at least you have the weekend to enjoy yourself. Yeah. <laughs> Halo can be your girlfriend for the weekend. Heck yeah. Cortana. Cortana. Yeah. Cortana. Yeah. Yeah. Just kidding. We're not into video game characters. Just y- yes. Anyway, so uh, lots of cool geek news uh, that's happened uh, this last little while. Um, two days ago, Alan Tudyk and... And Danny Pudi, it was announced that they're going to be joining the DC Comics office comedy Powerless. Yeah, for Danny Pudi. He has like two dick and Pudi, huh? Pudi. Yep. That <laughs> is. That's great for those I guys. almost lost it. I thought they were actually <laughs> like, serious names. I was like, they were serious names. Yeah. Except they're actual names. Yeah. Yes. I hope they're not listening. Yeah, that, it's, that's, that's, that's Steve the Pirate. Yeah, it's Tucker. It's cool. And, uh, and Pujols. Two dicks. Pujols a part of this we're production? Not, we're not, we're not, uh, and Danny Pudi was, uh, he was on. Uh, he's the. Uh, what is he? I don't know if he's going to TV series. Yeah. I don't know. Were they at school? Anyway. Wow, I completely out. forgot that. Community! That's it! Was like ah, oh, yeah, okay, I did recess. see that today. Yes. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, not, not that show. <laughs> so, yeah, this is going to be kind of cool. It's kind of, you know, people that don't have powers and they're cleaning up after superheroes. So, and it's Yay. kind of done in an office style type I like that. Uh, setting. That's pretty so funny. It's kind of funny. That's hilarious. I mean, it was, it's, a, it's a comic book series uh, that DC did for quite a while. And uh, so, it's going to be interesting how they pull it out. And it's probably going to have that same satire that The Office had, like, oh, man. The word just did, or you know, Superman just knocked out a building. Let's go clean it up, or whatever. So that's hilarious. You don't even think about that. I know. Other than Batman in the most recent Superman Batman he's trailer, he's just like, "What so the hell?" Funny to him. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, there's so a lot of other cool uh, stories. I mean, you guys have stories. You just want me to keep going on. Well, I know going. Jessica has been itching and dying to talk about something that she experienced yes. yesterday. Itching. She should probably get that checked out. We watched the most recent episode of Rebels. No, 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 no. We're not. We can't. He no spoilers. What? Did Darth Vader kill Ahsoka? This is what it's like on on the other side of the pond. We can get like dropped with so many flash. Like freaking spoilers, and we can't say anything about Rebels. No. It was so good, though. No, okay, you guys, <laughs> so if good. you're not Tell caught me. up on Rebels, 
from last week, you need or yeah, this past week on Wednesday, you need to. So I, I've seen up it. to when Hera's dad shows up, I cry. which yeah, was yeah, yeah. awesome. Which that was, was really, really great show. Uh, we got to learn a little bit more about Chopper. Apparently, he was a cop. Oh, Chopper! She found in the clone wars. So, um, yeah, well, so all I will really say is that. that it's a very, very touchy episode as far as character enough. development and stuff like that. Getting to know characters, characters in a deeper level. that you didn't even know you wanted to see develop. So is this when Vader shows up? No, no, not yet. No. no. It's leading up to that, though. It is. Oh, yeah. sure. Can we it's its own thing. It? Stop it. What? There's a whole motion. What's happen? There's a whole movement. Yes. To what? Not on not her? killing Ahsoka. I'm like, it has to happen, guys. Just kind of accepting. Like, yeah, no. Like, if Ahsoka like, dies, we riot. And I'm like, guys, nother, settle I down. I that that's a thing. They always did that with The Walking Dead and whatever the crap his name is. I don't know. Who's that It'll thing? be sad, though. Especially now that I finished yeah. Clone Wars. If Ahsoka dies, like, now I have a huge connection to her. And <laughs> nah, I, I can't I hopefully can watch her it. die like Shaq. Well, all we can oh, say God. is um, we know the Jedi all die. Sorry. Oh. Luke's still alive. He's, he can't be a new hope if there's still Jedi uh, around. Still he's he's old the old only old. new hope coming out to do anything about it. <laughs> <laughs> what if Ahsoka's in Rogue One? Oh, uh, that's where man. she dies. Um, that would, that be, would cool, be cool, actually. I would, I would, I could deal with that. I would, cool. I would oh really man. Like to see her yeah. on you know what? Any kind of big screen. McKay, you can't say anything about your feelings in Ahsoka until you finish what? the Clone Wars. Uh, that's fair. I get to say that now that but I finished just, it. I don't know. She's the whiny little brat now. Oh the man, dude! Just wait until like season four. Oh, like wow. she is so amazing. Yeah. She's a great character. But um, anyway, stupid Goldie, and she also goes against like so, the Jedi stuff all the time. She's like, yeah. nah, I'm gonna well, go do this. Um, like, well, look at her I know, master. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. and how she's also and like he's that. doing that. <laughs> well, it's because that's how she's being taught. So I was reading today too about some news on Rogue One. They've got a bunch of trailers already cut and edited. Disney has taken a look at them. They're trying to decide how to present for the first time the tone of the movie. Yeah. So right now they're looking at something really, really dark is what they keep describing it as. That the first trailer might be really dark and something like well, unlike anything we've seen for Star Wars so far. Okay, so first, so dark we, we have we dark have seen a dark Star Wars. We, you know, I'm sorry, Episode Three was dark. Yeah, yeah, but you know, it was it was camouflaged in a lot of colorful you're, animation you're right. and stuff Agreed. like that. So, I we need a dark Star Wars. We do because this is supposed to be a dark, is, I feel like it's a very dark, very gritty, gritty time in you know in history. I mean, it's like the, the World War II of Star Wars. It really is. Yeah, you know, the Empire is in the height of their power. The Jedi have been wiped out, and the Rebel is. The rebels are barely hanging on by a thread, and this is their last ditch attempt, really, to try to swing things in their favor. And we need to see, you know, I'm excited because we're going to see a very vicious fight with Vader. We want to see Vader in his prime. We've read it, we've seen it in comics. Let's finally see it on the big screen, which is going to be awesome. The rumors we've heard about Thrawn being involved in this. I can't even tell you how excited Which is just going to be amazing in itself, and how he. You know how he fits into things. So how I, I'm just like interested in seeing how they re-implement him into the story because again he yeah. doesn't follow anything in Episode Seven. But I don't care. I'm just excited to have Thrawn back in one way or another. Well, it might not be concrete information. We might actually not get to see Thrawn. I know we should be able to see him in Rebels, but who knows? Well, I I, I know they said that he's going to be the main villain in season three. Then is he going to be snook? And then he's going to be attacked. Well, that's that's the, that's the thing is if they're putting him in here. He's from a very long live, you know, the race he's from has a very long lifespan. The Chesh. Uh, yeah. And 
he could show up in one of these other movies later on. And maybe that's why they're doing it, so that he has a tie-in for later. Be- well, a mass majority of Star Wars fans, especially just the casual viewer, has not even heard of Thrawn. So if no. they just throw him into you know, Rogue One, there's not a lot of like premise to his character yeah. build-up. If they give him a slight introduction through Rebels, which again, maybe a not a lo- not the largest you know populace of viewership will have seen him, mm-hmm. they'll need to introduce him in a way that's understandable to everybody. Well, I, I think it's brilliant. It's a great marketing scheme because if someone, okay, let's say they haven't watched Rebels, they go see the movie, and then they're they talk to their buddies and they're like, oh, yeah, he was in Rebels. Now they're going to go watch, back watch Rebels. and they say, and they're like, yeah, this is going to explain where he comes from and everything else. And then they can pull that in. Not only that, because of outbound flight, I don't know, I can't, it's probably not canon, but they could tie that in so that there explains even more why he knows about them because of Obi-Wan and Anakin. Right. Which, you know, and in that book, they kind of butt heads, which would explain, again, why Vader and him might butt heads in this movie. Uh, if that is what happens, which would I be really see, like, cool to see. I see a favorite child struggle out of that. Yeah. Like, it's it's very apparent that Thrawn has a lot of authority, and he's a very, again, authoritative figure. Mm-hmm. And Vader, he was brought up to be, what, the right-hand the man of the Emperor. One, and he's the right-hand. And then and he then gets he... wrangled by Tarkin and a bunch of other people. Yeah. Like, I, as a kid, I remember thinking, wow, like, this massively powerful beast is being wrangled by this old guy. I wonder how that came to be. Yeah, they did the same know. thing with Kylo Ren and... Well, yeah. see, that's the beauty of the Emperor is, you know, he he would boost Vader up and to tear him down. So he never knew where he stood. I he mean, kept him on a leash. He did. In a very and, good way. And he would manipulate uh, his, his emotions and ask him questions that literally, you know, he didn't have a way out. You know, and he just had to go with the best answer or be just brutally honest. I mean, we saw that. If you haven't read Lords of the Sith, there's one point where he's, you know, he, they crash land because he remembers him doing this with Ahsoka from the Clone Wars. And it even mentions that because he's like, yeah, this happened with Snips. And so the Emperor says, what's wrong with you? You know, and Vader just has to say, admit to, he remembers this. And he's like, so are you falling to your weaker emotions? He's like, no, it just triggered a memory. And now it's gone. You know, being brutally honest because he knew the Emperor knew what had happened somehow. And so... That's what makes me excited for this kind of thing. I mean, I posted yesterday that Dave Filoni has such a unique ability... Uh, the director of Clone Wars and Rebels... To take pre-existing characters and add such a massively, like, impactful depth to these characters... That it brings a new appreciation throughout the films themselves. I really feel that's kind of what they're going to do with these anthology films... And dare I say it, I think that this new uh, Rogue One movie might trigger more nostalgia, might trigger more, you know, just a homage to the the original trilogy because we're going to get to see the things that we haven't seen in 30 years right. again for the first time. Because, yeah, I mean, we've got the, the uh, First Order and all the new mm-hmm. things that happened in Episode 7, but we haven't seen an Imperial Stormtrooper in 30 years. We haven't seen uh, a Rebellion in 30 years. And for me... I might actually be a little more excited than I was for episode seven to see this movie, which is very yeah. strange for me to say, like to hear myself say right now. But at the same time, Darth Vader, stormtroopers, mm-hmm. rebels, like X-Wings, things that I grew to love about the original trilogy are actually yeah. back in this movie. I mean, the only thing I have to wonder, are we going to get the old 70s haircuts going on? I mean... That'd be funny. I it, mean, that'd be cool. Well, yeah. Not only that, we're going to see stormtroopers that don't miss. I mean, hopefully... <laughs> Don't miss. 
I mean, that's one thing I did like about Seven. It starts out, the stormtroopers are running out, and they're blasting everything. They just, they wipe out a village. And it's like, finally, stormtroopers are going to hit something. I would love to see that in this movie. Because, you know, again, the the Empire is in the height of its power. So, well, to uh, finish what I was saying, like, I want that same effect that Rebels and Clone Wars has Mm -hmm. had on the prequels and and the original trilogy to to happen again through the anthology film. Because I think that's the purpose of an anthology film is to create more depth and appreciation for the characters that we've already grown to love in the original trilogy. Yes. And I really think it's going to hit that mark. I really do. Yeah. So I, I don't know why the hype train hasn't taken off yet for this movie. I think until we see a trailer or something, it's still going to be buried underneath this episode seven and eight news. Mm-hmm. But I, 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 guys, I have to tell you, as soon as we see some footage, I think people will understand how serious of like an impact this movie is going to have on yeah. the trilogy. No, I have to agree with you. I think it, part of it is the fact that it's a standalone and people aren't really focused on it. They don't know what it is yet. Yeah, There's never been don't. anything like yeah, it yet. We, all we know is we have a couple of things of Felicity Jones popping out and Rogue One, you know, a little image of the name. That's well, it's really a smart all. marketing campaign yeah. by Disney because they want people to still be excited about Episode 7. They want to get as much money as they can out of it. But at the same time, I really think as soon as we see some footage of Rogue One, people are going to lose their minds. Like, I am so excited to see what they have in store. Do you think they'll do a teaser first or just full-on trailer? I do think they'll do a teaser. I don't know. I, I think it's kind of late to do a teaser. I think no, no already, I think they will. I think, I think they we've will. kind of already got the tease. Yeah. But who knows? Maybe uh, maybe we'll see a teaser come out with Captain America. With Captain America. Because that's, that's, that's until May, correct? That's after Star Wars. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. So, so I don't know. Maybe something will pop out on Comic-Con. Superman versus... You know, well, Comic Con's July. Yeah, maybe that, a trailer in Comic Con because yeah, this is something very unique. Because again, That's an anthology film is is America, an, an yeah. anthology film isn't the same as any other film that we've seen in any franchise. Yeah. Like this is something very unique. So I think that they are allowed to break the rules in in releasing trailers and teasers mm-hmm. because they need to be able to keep the motion of their previous films engaging before they start pounding you with all the new stuff. They yeah. need you to go buy the Blu-rays. They need you to get excited about the the uh, the new trilogy before you start shifting well, your attention somewhere else. So actually, I think that we will see a teaser in the next Marvel uh, uh, superhero film or Disney-owned okay. blockbuster, mm-hmm. and then we'll see a trailer closer to the, the middle or end of the year. We may even see something that might... Actually, this... My brain's just spinning. But, uh, so, uh, Force Awakens releases on DVD and Blu-ray in, in April. Uh, April. It's like April 5th. Yeah. That would be or, so cool if they put something uh, And if they put the teaser cool. on that... Dude, that's that a great idea. That is a great idea. I don't know. I don't know how much that. It is a really good idea, but either way, they're going to sell the Blu-ray with Star oh, Wars. Yeah. I think they should. They would be a smarter marketing campaign to put it, attach it to something that maybe isn't going to sell as much as Star Wars. Getting the numbers up. Well, oh my I just gosh! How I, many people flocked to go see? Um, what was that Baymax movie? Yeah, where, uh, Big Hero uh, Six. Hero 6 when they said that there was going to be ha- just to see sure. the Star Wars one. Well, dude, I drove yeah. like six cities down to the only theater that was showing it to yeah. see that. Well, trailer. I'm sure they'll throw it on on something Disney. I just can't think of anything that's Disney that's coming out really until soon May. Yeah, uh, until May. Like... But you know, if that's the case, you throw it on, you put it on the DVD as you know, because everyone's going to get excited about that. Then you throw the trailer a trailer out with Captain America, 
and and then you can go from there. So well, when know, was the but, first time we saw a trailer for The Force Awakens? I remember all of us being surrounded like, for Monday Night Football to see that. Yeah, I know, but that trailer celebration. I know, I know, but like the actual story the, trailer like because teaser, we didn't but, we didn't get to see anything yeah. about the story very much yeah. up until that trailer during football season, and that was what September. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, the, the teaser came out like a whole year before. Yeah. So. Yeah. Again, it is a standalone. It's in the middle of the, the other trilogies. You're right. They could be just breaking convention and they're waiting. But I think that'd be knowing the that would be smart to do. Knowing that the Star Wars bandwagon is just going to draw people in, anyways. So. Sure. Um, sorry. So I was just going to say, and people, I wish they would get something out so then the, the other people would realize. I still see so many people posting underneath when someone posts something about Rogue One that they don't even know what this is. They're like, what is it? Like, yeah. is it the eighth movie already? And it's like, no, this well, is the, like and a that is kind of That is kind of the problem because they haven't thrown anything out is a lot of people don't know. Yeah, right. like they saw yeah. the picture of the Death Star and they're like, another Death Star? I was like, no, that's that's the first Death Star. It's the first Death Star. This is this is between This is kind of like a prequel four. movie. Yeah. Sort Did you guys of. see the teaser they pumped out at Comic-Con or some some big convention last year? Um, basically, it was something very simple of, of old Obi-Wan, old Ben, old Ben Kenobi talking about the, the Empire and the rise of the Empire and the Old Republic. And yeah. It just had that voiceover against some like trees that panned up to the Death Star up in the upper mm-hmm. atmosphere, and that was all that we had. That, I've seen that, and it looks really, really cool. But I think we're going to see a teaser very, very soon within the next couple of months that has that same kind of explanation to t- to discuss exactly what's going to happen in this movie. Cool. People don't know. People no, don't know that this is going to be a Star Wars movie, yeah. like the same time period as the movies that we saw. Well, back and the cool in the thing day. is, we're not going to. There's not going to be. You know, Jedi in here, except for well, sort of Vader, but uh, you know, maybe who knows? But it's it's a really cool concept. I I love what you said, Dan. I really think that'd be awesome if we saw one of these bigger characters from the Clone Wars or Mm -hmm. from Rebels show up, because then it gives viewers an incentive to go out and buy the Blu-rays and watch the TV show, and it ties everything together. Yeah, in a beautiful way. So So cool. All right, so uh, we got a couple other cool things. Uh, So. Cooler than Rogue One. Pacific Rim is two is coming. What is coming? Pacific Rim two. Yes. It has been greenlit again. Yes. However, new director uh, attached. Who yes. is it? The, uh, the Daredevil uh, showrunner uh, Stephen S. Uh, Denight. S. Denight. Yeah, he is going to be directing. That's kind of cool. That is really cool. Yeah. So yeah, Del Toro is no longer attached to it, but they're still going ahead with it. So this is actually pretty cool. Um, he's done a lot of cool stuff. He's also uh, wrote, so he created uh, the Stars series Spartacus. He also wrote and directed and produced TV shows such as Buffy the Vampire Slayer, Angel, Dollhouse, and Smallville. So, huh. um, and he's also uh, pulling in. The script is being written by John Spiris. Spiris. S P A I H T S. Is that how you pronounce it? I don't know. Sure. Anyways, he's worked on film. He's he worked. He was the writer on one of the writers on Prometheus and the new Doctor Strange movie coming out. So, bro, yeah, that's pretty cool. I like that. Nobody so, yeah. likes Prometheus but us. But I like I, that movie. I, did you guys notice I that they're really? See it, but Jared won't let me see it. I haven't seen the other movies. They're pulling. Yeah, you have to watch. It's that. a prequel, Jared. He can watch it. Guys, can you uh, listeners just go and comment on our Facebook? What do I do in this situation? McKay hasn't seen Alien or the any of the Alien franchise movies, and he's wanting to see Prometheus first. And I understand. And, like chronologically, no. that's the order. But you need to see Alien first. Alien. I feel Aliens. like Prometheus is enough of a standalone. And then you film. go to Prometheus. At least watch Alien and Aliens, and then go to Prometheus. I like that. The other like ones that. you can kind of forget about. 
three wasn't so bad. Four was a dumpster fire. Yeah. But like seriously, you got to watch the first At two. At least Alien the movies. first two. The second one is amazing. Probably the best one out of everything Alien, maybe even Predator. Like it is so yeah. good, so good. James Cameron's like big time. Like he dis- he like discovered that he's really good at doing sequels. Like he did that, yeah. and then like Terminator Two, like so good. Yeah. Anyway, um, I completely forgot what I was going to say. Standalone film. Standalone film. Did yeah. the director even say that Prometheus wasn't really like an alien film? It was definitely. So, it's just, yeah. I know it is, I, but and, like, he, he's, and he's making a sequel to it. Ridley so. Scott is a really weird but marketer. The one that's called Alien Covenant, right? Like, it's, yeah, it's a it's a sequel to Prometheus, and his marketing towards Prometheus was very so weird. Order is going to be Prometheus, Alien Covenant, then Alien One, Two, Three. Well, there'll probably I mean, be a third even Prometheus. When I started we yeah, watching Prometheus, we don't know. and I knew that it was an alien film, and I was watching it. I was like, wait, is this? Is yeah, I supposed to be an alien film? I didn't like it, but that's okay. <laughs> Other Visually, people it's did. amazing. Yeah. But if you watch the Alien franchise, you'll you'll probably like it more than some. I would that at hasn't. least watch those first two and then go to it. Yeah. Uh, Okay, so uh, Batman versus Superman, it's been announced it will have an R-rated Ultimate Edition. Okay, before everyone loses their freaking minds, guys, this had to have been something, that's what I was going to say, like, this had to have been something in motion before Deadpool came out. Don't, oh yeah, it did. Do not blame Deadpool for this. I know there's a lot of hate going on, on online right now about there being a rated R Wolverine, which you guys, you really got to get over that. And then now with Batman, okay, listen, Batman versus Superman was shot well before the foreseen success of Deadpool. Well, in that, that... Uh, Wolverine being rated R, it was actually not because of Deadpool. They were planning that. Um, they announced that at what, like Comic Con? Yeah, they were at San Diego Comic Con. Yeah. They announced that that they were going to do that because it's Old Man Logan, and that is a very, very brutal. vicious and brutal uh, storyline. So they had to go that way. So, and guys, like seriously, but I, the, I understand. Like, there's mm-hmm. a lot of people upset about not being able to see Deadpool. That it's a superhero film. That you know, it's weird that kids don't get to go see a superhero movie, but. All of these stories and all of these films have a source, and that source is comic books. Okay, and Wolverine. I mean, look at the guy. He's a, he's a mutant that has freaking blades in his hands and stabs people to death like an animalistic, feral like creature. I don't see why every movie that comes out of Wolverine needs to be a kid friendly movie. Yeah. He's not a kid friendly character. His ba- his whole origin, his whole personality, everything is not kid friendly. Well, and this is what I like. So we are getting the PG thirteen movie, so you can take your kids. But Zack Snyder, what he's doing is he's releasing a second edition, an ultimate edition, where like Watchmen. Yeah, it pretty yeah. much is that because Wait, well, watch more, right? I know, but yeah. like there was a director's cut. Okay, that yeah. Was more how brutal. about the yeah, but, and, it's, and it's because and the, the fight scenes are going to be more dark. brutal and more intense, Wolverine and so that. he's giving it to us. Yeah. So yeah. for those that, that want to see that, they can now see that, and for those that don't and want to take their kids, they can have that other option. Which I, I like think that is cool. option a lot. Yeah, it's you know, really cool. I think for Wolverine, he does deserve a cinematic uh, rated R film that that is mm-hmm. in theaters. Yeah. I think that's a specific thing for Wolverine. We've already gotten something with Wolverine, mm-hmm. like what Jess was just saying. Yeah. The most recent Wolverine film, the Asian rendition one. Yeah. Uh, the Blu-ray that we bought, there is an unrated cut right. in there that has all of the gruesomeness that comes with a superhero mm-hmm. that stabs people to death. The oh, yeah. blood, the violence, the, the language. Well, and and I enjoyed that because it was very authentic to his character. Well, and that's what they're kind of citing in this article is we're probably going to see the more brutal side of Batman um, that we know exists. We've seen in the comics, but we've never really seen in movies mm-hmm. because they have to keep it at a Batman certain level. Batman is old and he just doesn't okay. give a crap anymore. Yeah. Well, and not only that, you know, you throw in Doomsday, a complete and total killing machine. 
he's not going to be pulling punches. And so this yeah. is we kind of get to see more uh, reality in this, which is going to be awesome. It's so. a difficult situation to talk about because there are a lot of comics, a lot of different issues that were geared more towards children. Yeah, and those are the ones that we probably grew up with. But yeah. as That's you cool. age. But as but as you progress, yeah. Yeah. yeah, as you progress, and as you got older, you wanted to get into the more realistic and and you know down to earth violent mm-hmm. stories, which were yeah. given to us through the actual issues. Well, and you know what really bothers me is you have these graphic novels like Sin City and you know the Three Hundred and all this kind of stuff, and nobody said a word about those being rated R. Yeah. Yeah, they're illustrations. Well, because they're not they're not it doesn't matter. But they're animation cartoons, and that is why people are freaking out. If something is going to look like it is for children, mm-hmm. then it should. And children are going to see these graphics. They are going to want to see these movies. So, yeah. Jess and Dan, let me ask you this: There are some animated movies for Batman, for Superman, for a mm-hmm. lot of DC stuff yeah, the- that. Because they're animated, they get a PG-13 rating, but if they were live action, they would definitely be R. Agreed. Would you let your children watch those movies? I wouldn't I let, haven't my let any of my Deadpool kids watch those. So, I mean, I actually How have... does that differ, then? How does that differ from the live action movies coming to theaters? Well, okay, so here's my line. So, if it's fantasy violence, I'm okay with that. I, you know, I my kids can understand that, and, you know, I go watch it first, you know, and if I feel it's appropriate i'll let my kids watch it you know like transformers that's pg-13 is robots get it blowing up really that's what you're seeing and then of course humans stuck in the middle of all that craziness that's cool um talking star wars that's fantasy violence you're still seeing people get shot and killed but that's still something they can deal with now deadpool definitely not a kid movie nothing i would if let you them took your see. kid to see deadpool you're an idiot by the yes. way um Okay, that's his opinion. I would just highly suggest not to take your kids. But um, you know, it's as simple as you know the an- the animated films. They can get away with a lot more because they are definitely more violent. They're more graphic. There's a lot more blood, and it's just because it's easier to do. And they can hurt animals without getting in trouble. Correct, <laughs> because they're fake. But you know, it's. I, you know, there's just some well, things and some themes in those that I don't feel comfortable letting my kids watch. I well, they're geared this. towards yeah, adults. They like, are, we're definitely. watching. I had I had uh, the TV on the other day, and there was an animated Batman movie on. I didn't th- even think twice about it. I thought it was like Cartoon Network or something, and it turned out to be the Dark Knight Returns movies. Oh yeah, and those are very violent. Oh and yeah, it, the I, first the first scene that it came in with the brutality, I was like, nope, we can't watch these kids. This is not for you. But it's a cartoon. No, yeah, this is not a cartoon for kids, and that is the kind of parenting that needs to go into these movies. No, yes. Yes, it they're is. comic book characters, but no, they're, they're, well, some I stories mean, are not for kids. Okay, I, I'm just going to throw this out. You know, that's like you know, saying, well, if it's animated, any kid can watch it. Well, no. you know, the Japanese have this little thing called hentai. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, okay. So <laughs> Definitely if, off limits yeah. for kids. No. Here is my take. Um, Daniel is saying that fantasy violence is different. I honestly, look, my kids... They, I mean, I'm not saying this because every kid is different in the way well, that they're able. Well, everyone is, yeah. So every family's different too. Yeah. But, but my children um, started watching fantasy violence before any kind of live action violence was mm-hmm. brought to their attention, and I in, noticed in what format. Like, how do you mean? What do you mean in what format? Like what movies and stuff? Power Rangers. Power Rangers. No, no, no just Rangers. in general. Okay, in general. Okay, in general. okay, and so. Whether it's video game stories or whatever, okay, even stuff they found on YouTube, yeah. it doesn't matter. It's all animation. It is violent. I noticed something. If I came into their room and saw 
a doll, a stuffed animal hanging from a rope, you know, like, this sounds weird, but you walk in on your kids and you go, what are you doing? And they're going, oh, we're about, we're pretending like we're going to cut his head off, just like in that movie. So even if it is fantasy (laughs) violence, even if it's not real, you're still giving your kids these ideas that can turn into something that's really not oh, healthy. No, you know, know what I mean? I, I, I do understand. Well, of course, yeah, they're not going to do it in front of you. Yeah. I, mean, I got to ask you too, Dan. They do like, pick up stuff from they it. Do. And just they everyone, do. like even comic books growing up, I wasn't allowed to read a lot of comic books mm-hmm. because they weren't for kids. Yeah. They were not for kids. Storytelling and storytelling, it, the, the things that you impact or uh, imprint on a child's mm-hmm. mind is, is the same no matter what format you give it uh, to them. Uh, yeah. You know, it, it's not, it, you're not. You're not looking at a cartoon. You're not. No, you you're are not. looking at a story that has pictures that an artist drew. Yeah. And it just because it looks like something that could be in a child's book, that's not what it's taken as. It's yeah. art. They it got an artist to draw and do this stuff. And, and then, that's what makes it an adult book. Then there's a writer that book. wrote yeah. you know, words to it. Sure. You know, again, my, like, again, I watch it first and then I make the decision. If it's something it's, I'm comfortable yeah, with my kids it. watching this, because you know at least that way it's not like oh you know there's so many people, uh, you know there's kids that I've ran into or I, even when I worked at the uh, a video game store that parents would just come in and say, and they would pick up Grand Theft Auto off the shelf and they'd bring it over and they'd buy it. I'm like oh great you know th- you picking this up for yourself? No, I'm picking it up for my kid. How old are they? Oh, he's 11. He loves this game. He's always talking about it. So I'm going to give it to him for his birthday. And I'm like, "Um, you realize this game, the entire time the main character is going around killing people... And you know, there's this little going to strip clubs. Yeah, you're going to strip clubs. You're killing cops, drug dealers. And if you know, if you have a some a woman you picked off on the side of the road, you stop on the side, the car starts rocking, and most of the parents go, "Really?" I'm like, "Yeah." That's what the M for mature on the back is you for. You beat the crap out of hookers and take their money. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it, it, it's the best part of and it. it just go, <laughs> and I'm not saying every parent's that way. There's okay. just a lot of parents out there. They're just, okay, my kid asked for it. I go get it for him. And I'm not saying, I don't think any of us are saying that, you know, your parenting is wrong. No, it's no, not. no, no. You know, we are it's going through the same thing. Right no, 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 no. We ain't going through the same thing. We bought an app for my daughter. That was just, oh, we it's this world-building app, and then all of a sudden, I see that grown men are texting my nine-year-old daughter yeah. over this app, saying very inappropriate things, and it's like, I just thought it, you know, even, even worlds like Minecraft, where you can connect with other players, mm-hmm. there's just so, you have to just really... Stay on you top do. of you, it. You, as a parent, you, these this content that you're giving your kids, if you've got morals that lean one way or another, just make sure you know that what you're purchasing for them, what they're viewing, the things they're exposed to, match the morals that you have, the standards that you well, have. You it, can't it, just go out and assume things. Oh, I'm going to put this out there, and that's why when you said... If they let them see it, you're 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 an idiot. But, you know, no, there's some people that they're okay with you, that, and that's know, fine. But for people you know, that if, are complaining, if you about are a it, parent and you feel okay taking your kid to that movie, that's great. You know, I don't agree with that. But again, but some, again some kids are able to yeah, handle. All, yeah, all they kids are. are different. Yeah, but it, it is, depends on the family. It, it, it depends yeah, on the yeah, family. It, it depends on the child. And it depends on the child, the, the parent. You know, and if you do that, that's great. You're the parent. 
you get to say what you do with your kid. We're not, you know, that, yeah. that's cool. But you to know, clarify, like, I'm not, I'm not ratting or, or ripping on those parents. Mm-hmm. I'm saying that the people that are complaining that they took their kid oh, in to watch they, the movie, they took it. Now they're complaining, and they're yeah. they're posting I, on Facebook yeah. saying this is inappropriate. How dare think, you? How dare you? Yes, that is ridiculous. That is, ridiculous. See, that is on Deadpool the parents. Deadpool was yeah. like, don't take your kids. Like Deadpool he, himself, even Deadpool said, himself yeah. said, don't take. No, your I, I completely agree. For those people that it took their kids and they're complaining, I mean it. That's it's been you. all over the place. It has an R rating. Everyone is saying, hey, this is going to be a little bit more graphic. I mean, Ryan Reynolds is saying that. The studios are saying that. And it that. has an R rating for the love you know, of God. When it has, you know, again, me, I see R rating or even PG-13. It's like, okay, I'm going to go see it first and then make the decision whether I let my kids see it. It's, I mean, it's common sense. It's on really. the parent. You know, yeah. even with Star Wars Battlefront, my kids play it. You know, my boys play it. And there's a certain point where I can see, okay, they've had enough. They need to go do something else, go outside, right. because now they're getting ornery with each other because of all that tension and aggressiveness. It's like, okay, out the door. Go do something else. And, yeah. yeah. You just got to Just take responsibility as an adult and understand the content that you're exposing your kids to before you, like, try and complain about it to other people. It's There's a lot of people that want this content. A lot of people that have been fighting me on a rated R Wolverine film. Get to know what you're complaining about first. And if it doesn't match your criteria, just don't go watch it. There's no one forcing you to the cinema. Again, I like the fact they're putting out a PG-13 Batman Superman. And for those that want to see a more intense version, you can go pick it up. That's cool. I like that a lot. The thing with the Radar Wolverine, just for those people, because I'll play Devil's Advocate, is we've had two Wolverine movies where they're PG-13, so the kids have gone to see that, and it's like, this is the third and last one, but you're not going to get to see that until you're 18. So that's kind of sad. It's like, if you saw Star Wars 7 and Star Wars 8, and then all of a sudden Star Wars 9 was Radar R, people would freak out, because they're like, well, we've got to see You're right. I do understand that part, but again, it's it's where you research a little bit, you know. Wolverine really isn't a, a, yeah. a oh, kid-friendly totally character. Yeah. And yeah. my yeah. son is very disappointed that he can't see the, the he can't see Wolverine. You yeah. know, yeah. The, the, the Asian one. He doesn't understand why he can't see it. And when I say, "Oh, it's the violence," he goes, "Yeah, but you know, I've seen Wolverine rip people apart before." Eh, you know, and trying to explain it to them, yeah. they don't really understand. And you can't say, "Well, there is a pretty graphic sex scene." Uh, there is, which there's not, but you know, what I mean, you can't. Oh, there wasn't Deadpool. <laughs> <laughs> there was several. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, well, let me ask yeah. you this too, Dan. Like with with Wolverine, do you think that the directors and the creators were smart enough to give his character some closure through uh, Apocalypse? So that the kids and the and the general audience that needed that closure from him, you know, they might get it in that so PG thirteen film. I think that's what what's going to happen is those people, you know, like your son that that likes Wolverine is going to get to see that character one more time there, and then they're going to close him out with the brutal old man Logan story. And you that's know, what unfortunately, I think too. the older, you know, until kids get older, they're not going to be able to see that, and the adults are the only going to be able to enjoy that. But you know, really. This is the best way to take this character out. Yeah, you know, absolutely. You know, and, and who knows? Maybe they reboot the Wolverine series and bring in another actor, but and we get something fun and campy. But it's really hard to do that with that character. Yeah. So, but we cool. are out of time. That was a good debate, uh, yeah. though, guys. Like it I is. like talking about that. And if you guys have anything to add to it, please go to our Facebook. Tell us your thoughts. I don't care if you agree with us or not. We just want to hear what people are thinking. Yeah. And uh, just, you know, if you hate us, that's, you know, let us know why you hate what we said. If you like so what we said, it. you know, throw it out there. I, we love hearing both sides of the argument. So, right. all right, we're out of here. We will catch you on Monday when we talk with author Michael Underwood about his 
amazing uh, series, uh, Generonauts. Awesome. Go. Deadpool. I didn't get to talk about it. I didn't get to talk about it last week, Deadpool. Hey Dungeon Crawlers, are you wanting to level up your gaming experience? Then we have something just for you. We've recently teamed up with Battle Bards to bring you this amazing offer. That's right, if you are interested in adding soundtracks or sound effects to your gaming experience to make it even more amazing and more intense, then this is what you need to do. Go to BattleBards.com and we have specific DCR codes for you. You can punch in DCR1 at the end of uh, purchasing, and this is valid for the packages of the $10 or the $25 package, or DCR2, which is for the $50 package or the $100 package, or DCR3, which is anything from $150 or the $300 packages. Now, what these do is these give you custom rewards. So, DCR1 will give you one predetermined track for free. Uh, and then DCR2 will give you up to five tracks, which is half of an album. And then, of course, DCR3 will give you ten predetermined tracks, uh, which is a full album of audio. Now, this is super amazing and just will allow you to get more for your gaming experience. So, please, if you're interested, run out to BattleBards.com, throw in your coupon code, get free stuff, because who doesn't love free stuff? Until next time, we'll catch you later.